Listen. 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 Listen to my voice. Listen to my voice. Listen to my voice. Listen to my voice. To spoken words and ambient sounds. And ambient sounds. Together, they tell a story about people and place. About plants and animals. The animals. Those are the voices I hear. About the ecological relationships within New York City. During a time of rapid change. And the way they all resonate as an interwoven network of vibrations. Welcome to the Sauna Scene. Ecological stories told through sound. So the current Ecological City Procession for Climate Solutions is a project now in its sixth year. It involves recognition of the value of the community gardens that we help preserve as urban climate solutions. Today's storyteller is Felicia Young. I'm the founder and director of Earth Celebrations, a nonprofit organization applying the arts to build community collaboration and action on environmental challenges. I lived in New York City, that's where I grew up. In high school, I interned at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. I was 16, training 11-year-olds to give tours to 8-year-olds in the African Michael C. Rockefeller wing. I started recognizing that the masks and the costumes were not really meant to be seen within the context of a museum or gallery space. They were part of socially functional ceremonies that had a purpose. And in a lot of times, there was a lot of community engagement and collaboration in those ceremonies. And then in college, I studied art history and came across these theatrical pageants of the artist Jacques-Louis David, known as a neoclassical painter, who, while doing portraits of Napoleon, was also organizing pageants for the French Revolution in the streets. So I became very interested in the idea of the artist not alone in a studio, but the artist who went out into the streets. Back in New York City, I got my first job at the Alternative Museum, which was a social political art museum in Tribeca, founded in 1974. And even though we were doing important political shows about issues, there were only other artists coming to these exhibitions. And I, at a certain point, realized, well, we're talking about the issues, but we're communicating to a very small, insular group of art-educated people and I just felt that was limited impact. So I said, that's it. I'm just going to go out into my own community and look around. And at that time, there was over 60 community gardens. So this was back in 1990. 
east of Avenue A look like a war zone, abandoned buildings, vacant lots with huts and leftover car parts. There were dead bodies found in them. They were havens for drug dealings and prostitution. I mean, it was, today, you would not imagine the way it looked. The city pulled out resources from these neighborhoods in the 70s, and it was left to decay. And it was the low-income people without money who finally said, we've had enough of the crime, enough of the drugs, we're going to clean out the rubble, we're going to plant gardens, and we're going to improve the neighborhood for ourselves. So this is a completely grassroots initiative done out of city neglect, which is completely different than a top-down approach. And after 25 years, so by the time I got involved in 1990, the gardens had already existed for about nearly 20 years. Gardens to people. And um, this garden, um, like many in the East Village, was started in the 70s when this was a rough neighborhood. But there were a lot of abandoned plots and people said, um, you know what, let's do something about them and not let them, uh, um, you know, go, go for waste. And I love the recycling theme that you have going on here. Um, I think that's a message that can't be, uh, can't be brought across often enough. This nature only survives with us in it, because um, we are here on this planet, but we need to treat it. Treat it. And, I didn't even and if you looked at sort of the economy, you know, 87 was a crash, and so things slowed down. But by 1990, things started picking up again, and developers were beginning to look around the Lower East Side to develop those sites. The city's maps had only listed community gardens as blighted, vacant lots. They were not listed as gardens that had been cultivated with trees, flowers, butterflies, and community programming all given free to the low-income community. I realized, well, that's what I can do. I'll create a pageant That'll be one way of telling the community story. And we're going to do a fun little educational We went to nearly 40 gardens from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. This was really a devotional pilgrimage because people cared and people wanted to participate. We'd create visual art, we'd create giant puppets, and costumes representing the different spirits of the gardens. And over the course of the day would tell a story about the struggle of the gardens versus development and um, how the community would save the gardens. So we projected the storyline that we would be victorious. Once upon a time, in a neighborhood not so far from here, a local park flourished near the East River, housing hundreds of species of insects, birds, and mammals, and providing a shady and luscious green space for children and adults to move and play. The park was enjoyed by neighbors and shared by the human and animal community. One day, a dark and deadly storm named Hurricane Sandy swept through New York City. Even though we were up against Giuliani and the biggest development interests in New York, I figured if we built a movement, we'd certainly save some along the way. Money and the big yellow monster, but the animals had resistance, community, and love. 
which allowed them to take back their land and say no to corporate greed. Even on the history of the Lower East Side, there was a, an American pageant movement in the early 1900s. So Henry Street Settlement, University Settlement, they used the pageant form as a way of bringing together all the new immigrant population and redefining the new America. There were social reform pageants. There were protest pageants with factory workers. It seemed to be the perfect form for communicating in the streets and with a diverse population and facilitating the telling of a community struggle. And not just telling of a story and saying, well, that's it, but you're actually creating and mobilizing an action and building a movement over time that can actually impact policy. How does that sound? Is that good on volume? So within the first year, we had several thousand people were part of it. And immediately, people automatically started talking about what role they wanted to play the next year. We've been doing these pageants, but we also formed this Lower East Side Garden Preservation Coalition out of it. And that became the New York City Coalition for the Preservation of Gardens. So it grew from being this Lower East Side thing that had been going on for like five years, six years, to all of a sudden being a, a citywide movement representing people throughout New York City. I call this cultural organizing. A lot of people might call it creative placemaking, but it's applying the arts music, dance, theater, visual art, and poetry to build community collaboration and action on environmental challenges in New York City and also applying that to other ecological challenges around the world. Important creatures with many features. You have to start with the place. What's happening on the Lower East Side or what's happening on the Hudson River? if it's a crisis or a challenge that people care about or need to know about and will care about. You need to start with that and then it builds. But it has to be a common story because it's tangible and it's local and it's in their neighborhood. It's not just a storyline that's floating out in the universe. That's where the current project comes in, the Ecological City Art and Climate Solutions Project, because, you know, all those years we thought we were preserving open space. We weren't really thinking that we were preserving urban climate solutions. Hi. Um, happy Earth Celebration Day. Um, I'm Marcia Newfield, and I'm honored to read two poems. This one is called Letter to a Solitary New York City tree. Dear tree, companion of our loneliness, how do you survive out there inside a fence that doesn't have your name, steps away from the nearest green? I know you're busy cooling the city, cleaning the air, giving us oxygen, helping us breathe. We share the sun, the moon, the stars, and the night. Though with the street lights, you hardly have enough dark to sleep, which is probably why your suburban cousins outlive you. Yet you survive and thrive in the time you have. Let us learn from you. Notice how you reach out to nearby branches, 
sway in June and welcome birds and blossoms. Let us in particular note how you support your roots as they break through every obstacle to emerge, no matter how gnarled and convoluted. Let us learn. So the current Ecological City Procession for Climate Solutions is a project now in its sixth year. It involves recognition of the value of the community gardens that we help preserve as urban climate solutions. And to bring together these solutions not only within the community gardens, but the neighborhood as well as what was happening on the waterfront. So we identified 21 sites, each with its own unique climate solution. So it's a whole ecosystem model of sustainability within the Lower East Side. Global warming, pollution, and buffer buffering the rising seas and impacts of climate change. Our gardens that offer urban climate solutions still remain threatened with destruction by our development plans. Let us sing and dance and make offerings of peace and love. Offerings that will joyously affirm a sustainable future for all. It may just be a matter of life and death. Passum Vabiscum, peace be with you. So the pageant takes place throughout those 21 sites. We're currently running workshops, creating giant puppets and visual art and performances all created with community participation and over 50 community partners. It takes place throughout the 21 sites over five hours, 10 miles long. Sites include rooftop beef farms and a green roof. Then over to the waterfront where we address, you know, sea level rise and coastal resiliency redevelopment plans, a central ceremony where we enable each of the stakeholders of those particular sites to say a few words about that particular climate solution. So it's another very tangible way that people, they may walk past a garden, they may say, oh, I see the trees, but they don't realize that that is a pollinator garden or there are bioswales in this garden that are filtering pollutants from going into the river or a water harvesting pond or permeable pathways that help absorb water and, of course, the role of carbon sequestration for plants and soil absorbing carbon and filtering pollutants from the air. Tangible solutions that we don't have to say, oh, we, we imagine these solutions in the future. They're happening. They're all around. They're in your neighborhood. And, you know, you can recognize them and also see the importance by bringing them together as a cohesive ecosystem that's community cultivated. Participate in Ecological City, and it's a really fantastic celebration of our community as well as the ecological solutions that all of us are working so hard for. So, without further ado, because I know we have a lot that kind of resource sharing and collaboration, I think that's so important, even when you're talking about the climate crisis and people living in silos and not bringing their different expertise to confront an issue. Here we're doing it in this sort of, you know, very small community way. But everybody has something to offer and can help make this big thing happen.
They don't want to feel helpless and they want to feel positive and what can they do? And I think this project makes them understand that there's some very tangible ways that you can reach out in your community. Sometimes it feels overwhelming if you just think about it as a global crisis and it's too big to, to deal with, it's too big, what difference can I make? And then you just bring it back home. It's like, okay, we live here. These are our neighbors, these are our people, these are our community centers and our schools. And we're just gonna take this huge problem and we're just gonna look at it within our own neighborhood and tell its story. And so it's the local story, but of a much bigger global challenge. I think art becomes a safe zone. It's a place where people can experiment with ideas. It's sort of an imaginary world. And you create this communal experience of what you want to project or create or a narrative and a storyline. But everyone's experience together in real life, not on a stage, not in theater, but out in their neighborhood. And there's something that then goes on beyond, okay, the pageant's over, but somehow there's been some change. The community itself is slightly different because it's created this thing together, it's built it together, and whatever that story is that everyone helped co-create somehow lingers on afterwards. So it doesn't end when the pageant's over. Arts has a really important role to play in our ability to communicate not just the climate crisis, but how we can actually make things change and for the better. And I feel that the arts is the one place where people are creating something and they're putting forward new ideas. So you don't have to just reflect the world as you see it you can also imagine the world you want to create. And you can put that out there in real time in the world through all of these arts. And that's where I feel that bridging of where we are today and where we want to be. And the arts provides a bridge. The sauna scene is supported by Humanities New York, the NYU Center for the Humanities, and the NYU Graduate School of Arts and Science Music Department. Our production team is a collective of environmental humanities scholars and artists, including Elizabeth Fricke, Bailey Hilgren, Constantine Velasquez. Original music by Annie Garland, AKA UCC Harlow. Mixing by Ewan Lai Tremuen. And voiceover by me, Elizabeth Geist. All proceeds from today's episode will be donated to Earth Celebrations. If you would like to support this podcast, have an ecological story you'd like to share, or would like to learn more about the topics of today's episode, please visit our website at www.thesaunascene.com or check out our social media pages at The Saunascene. Thanks for listening. <laughs>